Hi, this is a prelog. Before we get started, I need to revoke something I said earlier. So in my episode with Josh from the last season, it's called It's All in Your Head, I mentioned an Instagram account that I used for like daily doses of self-help wisdom. Um, This account is called The Holistic Psychologist run by Dr. Nicole LaPera. Honestly, a lot of people I follow follow her, so it's really good that I'm saying this. I found a Vice article on her and I found it because I was on Goodreads looking up her book. Also, if you're on Goodreads, you should find me and we should follow each other. And after reading this article and doing a little bit more research, uh, it's not looking so good for Dr. Nicole LaPera, so I officially revoke my recommendation. In short, uh, this woman is one of those psychologists that does not understand how systemic racism plays into mental health and provides absolutely no resources for BIPOC. She is not an intersectional psychologist whatsoever. She's just a lady, a whitewashed psychologist with whitewashed ideas about what psychology is. And even though has mentioned that this doesn't work um, in one of her Instagram graphics, she uses spiritual bypassing um, as a way to get around, you know, the explaining how systemic racism can contribute to mental health issues. Also, I need to read you a quote from the Vice article. Telling people they have the power to solve their own problems is one of the stickiest tenets of pop psychology-driven self-help. Like, oof, (laughs) this goes back to my first episode and I feel like I could have done a deeper dive if I had like the time and a production team and someone to help me develop these ideas and write these scripts. But like, damn, I need to make it clear. I don't prescribe to the idea that we're all self-healers and that our problems are always our own caused by ourselves and that systemic injustices and discrimination have no play at all. And for the topics of like manifestation and self-healing and all of that, that's not the type of stuff I'm promoting on this podcast. I just need to make that clear. Um, If that's something you believe in, great. It's something that may work for you. That's cool. Um, I just don't want anyone to think that I'm pushing the idea that I'm the expert on self-help and that self-help is the end-all be-all solution to your problems and that, you know, whatever that's an issue in your life is your fault and all you have to do is just think really hard about it and then (laughs) heal yourself and it'll be gone because it's not. Like, the whole podcast is just real talk, (laughs) not a promise that it has the solution for solving all your problems. I'm here to just talk about what I know, what's worked for me, and how to just be honest with yourself. Yeah, that's, those are the core tenets of this podcast. So anyway, let's get down to it. Said you know no better and you know no better and you know no better and you know no better I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hi there. This is Don't Butcher It, an intersectional self-help podcast that can hopefully inspire you to embrace who you are. I'm Upasna, your host, and in this episode, I'll be talking about boundaries. So you'll be hearing that word a lot for the next 15 or so minutes, just a heads up. 
I learned this word in therapy and it was described to me as intangible walls of separation between you and everyone else. By definition, a boundary tells you where something ends and where something begins. Boundaries are determined by your physical and emotional thresholds, so there's so much more than knowing when to say no to someone. Your boundaries tell people how to treat you. Honestly, this topic is super broad. There's boundaries between friends, then boundaries with family, and also how the concept of blood tricks us into keeping toxic family members in our life. Maybe I'll do an episode on that. Who knows? Um, Boundaries with white people, boundaries on social media, professional boundaries, even boundaries you may need to form with yourself. In this episode, I'll be sharing my relationship with boundaries, aka not having them for most of my life, (laughs) Um, lol, how I've cultivated boundaries, and some overall advice and tips to keep in mind for when you're creating them or reestablishing them. I discovered what boundaries were, like applying this word to my life only a year or two ago. Before that, I had some boundaries. Like, you know when you're a kid and you're taught not to talk to strangers, or if you're a woman, you'll know, hey, just ignore the cat callers. And when you start going to parties, it's like, hey, watch your drink. And like, obviously, there's a lot more. So in terms of safety, physical safety, I had boundaries. I have boundaries and I'd already formed most of my physical boundaries. But for the most part, I had no idea emotional boundaries were a thing. And I definitely had some boundaries that felt right to me, but I ignored them. I've talked about my people-pleasing tendencies earlier, which mostly have to do with being bullied when I was younger and wanting to avoid being disliked like ever again, and also being a woman and feeling this responsibility to be nice and to be a chill girl. But what I haven't talked about is how my people-pleasing tendencies created a lack of boundaries in my life, which led me to letting myself get trampled on by people and doing things that felt unnatural to me. So in my opinion, most people don't have boundaries. Honestly, (laughs) I can like reflect on certain things that I did or said because I didn't like have boundaries or establish them or knew that I could do that. And I always had this idea that, okay, all you have to do is just be open with people and be super friendly and people will like you. And sometimes that meant that I overshared, which for a lot of people, being around someone that overshares is a huge like boundary, like that's like tiptoeing the lines of their boundaries. You know, oftentimes if we say or do something that makes someone uncomfortable or upset, especially when it's not our intention and they say no or don't do that or I really don't want to talk about that, it can feel a bit unsettling for us. I feel like most people are afraid to be that person In some cases, it could be that person who couldn't take a joke or that person who's too sensitive or that person that's too closed off. But I realize that even if we're perceived as being that person, how does being this way actually hurt anyone? How does protecting ourselves by pointing out our limits and what makes us uncomfortable and what we won't tolerate, how does that make us a bad person? It doesn't. (laughs) Boundaries are an opportunity to stand up for ourselves. 
Anyone who treats your boundaries as a personal attack, whether they say that or they suddenly turn cold after you set your boundaries and tell them what's okay and what's not, anyone who responds negatively to your boundaries is probably someone who doesn't have boundaries themselves and who knows that they can't get away with treating you however they want. I had this guy friend in high school who was a real joker. Like, he made people laugh and he was always really goofy and he really let himself take on that identity as the funny guy. Well, he was also someone who liked to check people. Check is like roast tease for those of you who don't know. He did this thing where if he was attracted to a girl, he would check her. He would tease her. It, it could be something small or it could be something really unnecessarily mean. He just loved taking digs at people. And he did it to me a lot. I know I just said he did it to girls he was attracted to. And like, yeah, like the whole, oh, he's just teasing you because he thinks you're pretty thing was his M.O. Oftentimes, I'd laugh it off or roll my eyes. But on some occasions, I'd get really mad at him. I'd tell him to shut up or I'd ask him to stop and he would laugh. Or he would do that thing where he acted really shocked and gave me the a chill out look. I hate that look. Oh my gosh. I get it from, I get it a lot from white people and I get it a lot from men. <laughs> well, this guy and I stayed friends throughout high school, long distance throughout college, and even after I graduated college, we stayed friends. And the thing is, he never really grew out of being that person who enjoyed taking digs at people. We stayed friends, but it was despite the times I ignored him for weeks on end because when he'd take things too far, I returned to the friendship because I was like, well, that's just how he is. It never occurred to me that I didn't have to tolerate him as a person if he refused to acknowledge and accept my boundaries. I, it never occurred to me that those times I got angry and he reacted, you know, that way with the chill outlook, all I was doing was establishing my boundaries and what he was doing was ignoring them and on some occasions belittling them, invalidating them. When I finally decided to stand up to him and end the friendship, it was perceived as disrespect because that's the thing about boundaries. You have to establish them from the beginning as soon as possible. When you do it after letting someone get away with trampling on them for so long, <laughs> they're shocked. They're like, where'd that come from? It gives them an opportunity to gaslight you and call you unreasonable because, hey, there was nothing wrong with what they were doing before, right? I can't tell you how soon I started getting upset with him when he was taking digs at me, but I can tell you it did take a long time. And the fact that I kept returning to the friendship after he would ignore my boundaries or invalidate me for being upset was basically telling him like, hey, my boundaries actually aren't even that important to me, so we can just keep doing this. I think about the topic of boundaries a lot when it comes to men, actually. There are these straight cis men who slide into my DMs. They don't do it so much anymore because I have blocked them. But historically, they would slide into my DMs, hit on me, saying whatever they wanted. And in the past, I was always like, haha, thanks. Because, well, it made me uncomfortable and I didn't like it, but I encouraged it. And I think it was because of compulsory heterosexuality. And if you don't know what that is, you should look up Adrian Rich's essay on it or just like Google it. 
But a couple of times after thanking these guys and taking the unsolicited and weirdly probing sexually charged compliments in the past, I finally said, hey, leave me alone. Or like, hey, you're delusional. This is never going to happen. Or like, can you please stop messaging me every time I post a freaking selfie? It's just a selfie. Can you chill out? (laughs) They just didn't take me seriously. I mean, I'm sure they wouldn't have taken me seriously even if I had like set those boundaries and showed them I was upset from the start because lol, men. But still, not having those boundaries from the start and then suddenly establishing them gave them ammo to gaslight me and call me, and I hate this word in this context, but it gave them the power to call me crazy. Or it just genuinely confused them. I'm sure a lot of women relate to this. Also, to make my point clear, yes, these were all men that I know in person. Thankfully, they are out of my life now and off my freaking Instagram account. So, boundaries can be anywhere from, like, telling someone they can't talk to you a certain way to just, like, maintaining a sense of, like, what makes you comfortable. Boundaries just keep you emotionally safe. They can be, like, what I just described, letting people you're not okay with them, constantly taking digs at you or sexualizing you straight to your face and expecting you to like it or not getting mad at you when you don't want to hang out with them. Boundaries can also keep you physically safe, like letting someone know it's not okay to touch you without consent. The biggest catch with boundaries is that they can protect you from something that seems harmless at first, but can turn into something really harmful. What I mean by that is everyone is vulnerable. No matter how strong you feel you are or how sure you are of yourself, it is really easy to get manipulated by other people. I know that boundaries can protect you from that if you establish them and if you maintain them. Trust me. (laughs) Where do you start if you feel like you have no idea what your boundaries are or feel like you could be better at establishing them? I say start naming them. Like, what are some things people do to you or have done to you in the past that seem harmless but really bother you? What are the things you've been letting people get away with at work, in your friendships, amongst your family members? Name them. Boundaries are not just saying no, but also saying that makes me uncomfortable or it upsets me when you do that or you can't speak to me that way. Write down what bothers you in the past, also anything that's currently happening in your life um, in terms of how another person's treating you and write down how you want to respond to establish your boundaries. The next thing is to maintain those boundaries. Don't flip-flop with them. Don't let yourself do that. We live a very uncertain, unsteady life with, you know, tons of variables and unpredictable things happening. So the least we can give ourselves is the certainty of knowing how we deserve to be treated and what we will and will not stand for. Of course, it's easy to slip up and make a mistake, but, and that is something you can recover from, but it, it's even harder to think to yourself, man, that wouldn't have happened if I had just like said from the beginning, I'm not comfortable with that. I don't want to do that, you know? Plus, if you flip-flop, then you're just sending the message that your boundaries are not really a big deal to you. And if they're not a big deal to you, how can you ever expect them to be taken seriously by anyone else? 
My next tip is to get excited about boundaries. The word boundary kind of elicits this imagery of a wall or being closed off, but boundaries are actually extremely freeing. They make you feel in charge of your life. Feeling guilty or worrying about being perceived in an undesirable way may trick you into thinking establishing a boundary is what feels worse. But letting yourself be treated in a way that feels unnatural and like a betrayal to yourself does way more damage, especially in the long run. My next tip is to start being aware of other people's boundaries too. Be open to people who set them with you, identify when they're setting them, and also make space for people to do it. Responding to other people's boundaries in a positive way will only make you more joyous and accepting toward your own. The last thing I'll say is this. As I mentioned earlier, if there are people in your life you've never set a boundary with before and you suddenly start doing it, they may not react in a positive way. And even if they don't react negatively, they could still be taken aback, which is only fair. To them, this is a new behavior coming out of nowhere. But, you know, to you, this is a step toward getting closer to yourself. Just remember that last part. And seriously, if someone, a friend, a family member, a coworker, refuses to understand, value, or respect your boundaries, you're allowed to evaluate whether or not that person is allowed to stay in your life. I can't give you nuanced advice on how to end that specific relationship that might be popping up in your head right now, but I can tell you that there is nothing wrong with standing up for yourself. People who actually want to have a healthy relationship with you and who care about your well-being will not get angry when you set boundaries. Going back to that high school friend I was talking about earlier, I told my therapist about him and my therapist was like, okay, so why did you keep that person in your life when they, they all they did was just bother you? You know, 90% of the time they were... They were like upsetting you. And I said, honestly, because of the nostalgia, which doesn't make any sense. It's not a good enough reason. And my therapist was like, that's not true. Why do you think people stay in toxic relationships? Why do you think people keep old friends even when those friends aren't necessarily good for them? It's not a good enough reason, but it's a human enough reason. I just want to validate the idea that you might have someone in your life that you've you've known for a really long time. They might even be someone who you consider one of the closest people to you. But as you're listening to this podcast, you might be wondering if and realizing that they don't really respect your boundaries. So if you do decide to bring up your boundaries with them and like establish them and say, hey, you know, this is something that I really want to start doing and they react negatively or, you know, for months in the future, they don't really take them seriously, even if they said initially, oh yeah, sure, that's fine. Just because they were in your life for that long before does not mean they need to be in your life forever. I truly believe that, you know, walking away from certain relationships can move you forward towards self-love and towards a happier, more content, not a happier, because happy is just a feeling and feelings are temporary, toward a more content life and a life that you feel like you're more in control of.
you deserve to make boundaries, stick with them, and let them free you. They're a form of self-love. They're a long-term stress reliever (laughs) because, you know, when someone's constantly stepping on your boundaries, that is really stressful. And talking to someone about a boundary can feel really stressful too, but that's just for a moment. But in the long run, having boundaries will free you of stress. And overall, boundaries are a form of self-care, and no one should get in the way of that, not even yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I hope this was helpful. You can leave a review, kind one or constructive one, on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow this podcast for updates at Don't Butcher It um, on Twitter. And yeah, that's it. I will catch you on the next episode. And, you know, if you ever want to submit a question to my podcast via voice memo, just uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram and we can talk about it. Okay, I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.